0: Aloha, Kyle and Drew. This is Jason from Hawaii. I just want to wish you guys and your families and to all the listeners a Merry Christmas or a Mele Kalikimaka and a Happy New Year. Ahole Maka Hiki Ho. Until next year, see ya! Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number 488 for comics originally releasing on the last week of the year, December 26th. 2018, but before Drew and I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday, uh, Drew, I missed last week. I had a bunch of children running around my house, and there was just no way it's podcast that evening, so I apologize for missing, so we've got all kinds of things to catch up on this last week of the year.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. This is the last release week, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Good times. So
0: I've got to try to remember to say 2019 next week.
1: Oh my goodness. Oh my
0: goodness. Where did the time go? Yeah. Did we get any reviews? Oh, yeah. I forgot to say. Yes, 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 yes. Let's see here. We did. We did. We got yet another review. You guys have been awesome to us. We have been asking you guys to review us on iTunes or whatever platform you are able to do. Um, we asked for a bunch of those by the end of the year. You guys have blown out the uh, the goals that we set. So we are going to continue to read these through the end of the year. And we are going to uh, ship out some rewards for some of you wonderful people that have, uh, that have uh, said such kind things and given us such wonderful reviews here at the end of the year. So this one is a five-star review from Raggedy Joe. Or Ragged Joe. No, I was right the first time. Raggedy Joe. He said, been listening since Drew left the weekly comic books podcast and since i liked a lot of the things he liked i started to listen to this even though i have never sold comics or really even plan to but the duo of kyle and drew make it fun to listen for for a while while i work for informative and just great although a little rough when drew is without a buddy (laughs) (laughs) ain't that the truth yeah no doubt
1: Uh, thank you raggedy joe for that uh that wonderful review Uh, we appreciate that very much uh, speaking of the comic book page, uh, my old co-host over there, John Mayo, is asking some questions for his um, January uh, spotlight show, where listeners send in clips. And I thought I would ask those questions to you, Kyle, and all get right, your all right, all right. your input on that. If you, if and it's all about um, comic collecting because a lot of people. Um, are cutting back, it seems, mm. and, uh, and he's interested in in what other people's habits are in their comic book reading. So, first question is, how do you pick what you get to read?
0: A um, lot of it is just what sounds really interesting or really original to me. So that is a lot of how I pick like new books to jump on too is i do look through the previews i do look for interesting things um i do have certain of course you know me i have certain artists and uh and writers that i'll gravitate towards but um if there's a good hook to it i will usually venture out if it's something that scratches an itch i already like
1: that's cool and of course you have nightwing and then of course
0: (laughs) if if my boy richie is in there
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What limits... What's your limiting factor? Is it money, time, interest,
0: space? Um, It should be all of those things, but unfortunately I haven't been looking at space, but I am just covered in books at the moment. Um, Time. I don't have time to read as many books as I would like to read. So a lot of times when I'm looking through a previews, I've been like, ah, eh, this one isn't worth my time, or eh, this one isn't worth the extra, because I know I just have a stack of things I really already know I like that I'm not always getting to that sometimes jumping on something new time is just too big of a factor
1: so the interest is there and you just don't have the time to do it correct gotcha um, how would you dis- define or describe your comic collecting
0: um it is um unorganized at the moment I I do have my niches that I go for. I still have my long runs of my ongoing Walking Dead series and my Saga series and, you know, uh, my continuation of Nightwing and the Teen Titans thing. So I still continue to have my babies that are just kind of near and dear to me that I continue to get through. But uh, I bounce back and forth. My loyalties are nowhere where they used to be. Whereas usually, like, even in the New 52, if I started a series, I would just kind of keep it regardless but now I'm way more willing to drop a series. Um, but you, if you look through my collection, there's a lot of, uh, you know, three of a kind issues of certain things. I like to to make a leap leap at something three books at a time. Normally, a lot of things that went through essentially just the first six issues, the first arc, if you will, and then I quit on. Um, but all over the place as far as uh, publishers. Gotcha.
1: Uh, what sort of criteria gets something um, off your reading list?
0: Price, I don't like these nine dollar books, ten dollar books, six dollar books, five dollar books. you know me. I'm much less likely to jump onto a book if it's the, for the first issue is five bucks. I don't like that. so it, it really does sometimes I just move right along on it. Um, another thing is, you know if you inadvertently take a six month hiatus between book three and four, I'm gone. You gotta have story momentum in that early, so that will knock me off every single time. And then, you know, sometimes it's it's just the art starts to bother me, and I'll just quit a title.
1: Gotcha. How do you maintain, store, and organize your collection?
0: Short boxes, all short boxes. I built myself a nice wood shelf that holds um, twenty short boxes. And then I can actually stash long boxes behind each one on those shelves. Um, that's bulk books in the long boxes behind. And then for the most part, it's, everything is by publisher, alphabetical.
1: Everything, Kyle?
0: Hypothetically, the stuff that's <laughs> on my shelf is like that. Right now, the unfortunate thing is the processing boxes of things that I've yet to go back through. Yeah,
1: fantastic. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, that's that's how you would maintain and store and organize your complete collection. No, no, no.
0: If you go into my into my extra room that has the comic shelves, those are actually all perfectly organized. Nice. It's in my cave here that uh, where it, it starts to become meticulously disheveled.
1: That's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. Um, now, my limiting factor is also time. Yeah. I have... I have lots of interests in lots and lots of comics, um, more so than I have time to read. So, um, it's really, money's not really a problem. Not that I'm independently wealthy, but because I'm a podcaster, I get review copies and review PDFs of pretty much every indie comic out there. So, you know, like everything from, um, beyond not not the big two I don't get Marvel and DC previews copies very often occasionally I do but not very often but everything from image on in previews uh, I pretty much get a review copy of or can mm-hmm. so um I read uh 100% digitally so you know those those I read on my iPad and I I can read any of those that um strike my fancy i just run out of time between one week to the next and you know then the new books are out so then i kind of stop so i read all the stuff that is really cool and that i really want to read or that i've historically read and then uh, move on from there um i describe my comic collecting as uh you know i i want to sell my comics Um, I don't want to keep my physical comics that I buy. Um, So I like to read them. I like to read them digitally and I still buy print stuff, but I really ideally would like to, and I kind of do this. I maintain a separate from like the, the, the household money that my wife and I share. I have a slush fund, a comic book slush fund that is... Perpetuated by selling comics, and that's where my comic book sales money goes, and that's where the money to buy comics comes from. So it kind of stays away from like my regular money. And that some, you know, ideally, I'd like to, that would be cool if that continued to grow, <laughs> but that kid is continuing to dwindle because I'm not selling as much as I'm bringing in. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it, it still has. It still has more money in it than I have coming out so it hasn't ever got to the point where I have to cut into my regular household money so um, it's, it's I, that's, that's kind of the plan is my comic collection pays for itself perpetually um, I don't know if that can hap- if that can last forever um, so at some point I have to decide you know well, what, what do I, what do I do? Um, do I start, you know, not, not paying the light bill so I can buy comics? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be kind of crazy. Um, but, yeah, I, I I love to read comics. I don't like to keep comics. Uh, I don't like the, sp- the space they take up. And I no longer enjoy the collating and organizing and, uh, you know, putting them in the n- numerical order and, Coveting the the full runs like I used to. I don't care about that anymore. So um, I do still like to have books, and I I have a small curated collection of comics that I have had personally personalized and signed to me by the creators that I like. So you know they they signed them to Drew, and I have those on my wall, and those I will keep forever. Um, everything else is off. You know, the, it, it it can be sold um, and on eBay or at a yard sale or a flea market or a con or something like that. So um, and I don't have the uh, connection to those comics anymore like I used to.
0: Yeah, the, um, more I, the more books I get, the less attached I am to anything I have.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of because you get more books, you're like, I don't want these in my house anymore, so um, I I can't. I can't just. I I will run out of space soon, so um, I'll skip to the maintaining, storing, and organizing. I currently uh, originally had it organized like you do. It's all. It's all in short boxes. I have have very few long boxes left um, because I like to be able to lift. Short boxes <laughs> a little easier, mm-hmm. um, and I, I do by um, publisher, art, um, title, and numerically. Um, but what I'm moving towards is I'm going to be organizing them by price. So I will be pulling out my high-priced books and have those uh, in a in a, in a section, um, and then they will be organized by. Probably- Uh, probably just alphabetically and then I will have you know like $20 books $10 books $5 books dollar books and so that I can organize them that way so that when I want to go to a con they're already ready to go and priced and ready and I can just grab them and go so that's the way I'm going going forward that's the way I'm going to be organizing my collection which is a little different than than most people but kind of like a comic book shop does you know, in, yeah. some of, in some of their areas. Um, for something to get on my reading list or off my reading list, um, to get on my reading list, it's, you know, word of mouth. If it's not something that I've, al- I've always read Batman, I've always read Spider-Man. Um, so those are kind of my favorite characters that I will always read their books. And then I have niche characters that I really like, like Moon Knight, you know, that every time... They they make an attempt at a volume. I will I will be there, uh, one of the, the the tens of thousands. That, well, fuck away. Just maybe single digit thousands that yeah. are reading it. Reading it by the time it's over. Um, but then there, I I I just kind of like if I hear word you know, that something's good, like we heard Thanos was really good, you know. And I checked that out. I don't usually read. I wouldn't normally read something like that. But we heard it was great. I started reading it and. Um, loved it, and so it doesn't take much prodding for me to sample something, and then if it hooks me, then it's then it's on my reading list. Um, I I used to have a longer leash for stuff to get off my reading list, so I would uh, read something, and if it wasn't very good, I'd say, well, let me give it an arc, you know, so a trades worth, so six issues. Um, to see if it if it hooks me. I don't do that anymore. Be- if if a couple of issues are bad, I just assume I'll check back later uh, when they get through whatever they're doing that's not working for me. Um, and, you know, unless it's a Batman or a Spider Man who I stick through the highs and lows with. But uh, some of the other characters, I I won't. Some of the other, um, especially superhero comics, um, if if they're boring. I'm bouncing and I might check back later to if, if word of mouth has uh, said it's better uh, and people are enjoying it again. Um, As far as image, I read a lot of image. Um, So it's one of my, you know, kind of gateway publishers got me back into comics was with Wit walking dead. So I've read a ton of, of image Um, pretty much every number one that comes out. I read I, I do read every number one that comes out and then I usually stick with a lot of them. So I, I, I was all in on an image for a while, but now I'm probably, I read a half to 75% of their books. Um, then as, when it comes to some of the other publishers, it's just basically sampling number ones that appeal to me. And if they stick, they stick and I, until they don't. And, um, I'll, I'll read them until I'm not enjoying them anymore, and then I'll uh, move on to something else. So it's, it's just kind of whims and uh, how I feel about a thing at a certain time. So those are uh, our answers for Comics for Fun and Profit. Um, it's a fun time. If you want to answer que- those questions um, and get on John's show, you can go over to the comic book page dot com uh website go to his forum and uh fill out those questions yourself or answer those questions yourself in a clip and all the information you need to do so is over there so um i think it's interesting to hear how different comic collectors collect and and how they do their thing so uh uh check that out if uh, if if you are so inclined um i thought that was fun
0: absolutely those are cool questions yeah
1: um i know we skipped last week but we don't want to Leave the numbers. The Comic Con numbers are updated, and we're. If you re- can, can recall, two weeks ago, Kyle, you said November would only have two. Uh, that was
0: so long ago. I can't can't confirm.
1: Well, let me can remind I you. Confirm. Norton I'll go ahead and remind any
0: you. Any aspect of that story.
1: Uh, you said only two. <laughs> you said only two. I said four, and then hedged my bet.
0: You went back to three.
1: I went back to three, but my first in, but my first instinct was four but you went back to 3. But I went back to 3 cuz I'm gutless and spineless. <laughs> so, it was four. uh the top four books were all over 100,000. Um Uncanny X-Men, uh 176.
0: Jeez.
1: I can't remember what we said.
0: We said for an $8 book, I said I I eventually crept up to 150, but I was originally even lower than that. So I might have got 175 then. I might have mm, said 175. Uh, maybe. I was higher than you. You are. yeah. And then um, Green Lantern. Uh, the first I said one twenty. It was one thirteen. So I'll take. Uh, um, yeah,
1: yeah. So it's 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 one thirteen. Um, Web of Web of Venom Carnage Born did one hundred and four thousand. And Amazing Spider Man number ten did one hundred and three thousand.
0: Yeah, one hundred and three thousand up from the eighty five thousand for issue nine, which is down at rank seven. So it that one is twenty one percent up.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, I, and that was the was that the one that had the J. Scott Campbell. Yeah, right. That what we de- decided. Yeah. Then our two Batmans, uh, fifty eight and fifty nine, were at ninety four thousand nine hundred and ninety three thousand. So down. Right. I'm, I'm trending. Yeah, trending down. And um, are we concerned about Batman?
0: No. No. I mean, right now, not a lot's going on, and it's still at the 90,000. If they get a good storyline, it'll pop up 100.
1: Well, maybe they could get somebody could get married.
0: Hey, that's a great idea. They should try that. <laughs> people uh, love weddings.
1: <laughs> you uh, mentioned uh, Amazing uh, Spider-Man 9 was at 85,000. Heroes in Crisis, third issue, is at 83,000. That continues to drop. I don't think people are enjoying that as much as they would have hoped. Um, I don't mind it, but so
0: others others
1: are not enjoying that. Uh, Avengers ten is in the ninth slot at seventy seven thousand, and then
0: nineteen thousand five hundred and thirty issues from. And issue I'm not reading nine. that.
1: I'm not reading that book. I might have to check that out. Um, Venom eight is at seventy four thousand, and right behind it, at eleven is Justice League eleven at seventy four thousand as well, just a couple of hundred below that. Um... As we scroll down the list, any numbers jumping out at you that are interesting? I see
0: Walking Dead there at 58,000 for its uh, issue 185. Standard attrition for Uncanny issue 2 down at rank 15, a 65% drop, dropping to 62,000 on its second issue within the same month.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a little more than standard, but we, we would expect that with all those variants and a 1 in 1,000 uh, in, in the mix there. Definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The, the first issue of Marvel Knights anniversary
0: miniseries. I thought that uh, would be higher. That's way I, lower than I thought that would be.
1: Yeah, that is a little disappointing at only 52,000. I, I thought that would do a little better. And uh, Spider Geddon for as much fun as I'm having reading it, and i just finished finished the the series and it was a lot of fun uh, but it's it's at 50,000 so it's not doing as well as uh spider verse right spider verse was doing much better than this i think yes can't go back to the well too many times i guess
0: <laughs> and of course we jumped by firefly and rank 22 from boom studios at 51,000 a big 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 win for boom that that's
1: good and that yeah. I don't know if that's because of variant shenanigans as much as interest, reader interest. Yeah. I I don't understand how the the appeal of, of Firefly. I mean it was it was a okay show, but man, how long ago was it? It was a
0: while. Long while decade. Yeah. Cosmic Ghost Rider I believe 5 was the last issue trending upwards a bit from 4 to 5 ending it just under 50,000
1: yeah yeah that's still solid Uh, Mr. Miracle uh, finished its run issue 12 and did 38,000 so I think um, I I mean that's respectful I think that's as good as Venom ever did um, from a sales standpoint but I don't think it's the critical darling that um, Venom was yeah people mm-hmm. are split. Yep.
0: At rank 45, we have Ironheart number 1 coming out at a $5 book at 40,000. Standard Marvel attrition will mean that that will be under 20 next month probably and dead before June.
1: Yeah. Um we have uh Aftershock uh did a a uh, first issue for Dead Kings and it it sold 1291 copies. Wow, you jumped
0: way down there!
1: Oh, maybe that's reorder activity. I'm having trouble reading this. Yeah, it was. it was on sale in October, so that's reorder activity. That's not as
0: bad. Just take everything that Drew said and just just yeah, just ignore it. it. Just never mind. Just ignore it. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I'm now alphabetical by publisher, so I'm just checking out. Oh gotcha, I'm gotcha, hopping gotcha, I'm gotcha. hopping along on from publisher to publisher. I wanted to take a look at Antarctic press. Um, Punchline's first issue 1497. Uh, the second issue of rags, 1255. The first issue of Star's End from Antarctic 539 copies. Why we saw a spike. Uh, very rare. Uh, the second issue of William the Last from them, 464 copies. So uh, it's a fine line between scarcity and no interest, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm not understanding. <laughs> if if the interest isn't there in the comic, why, why does the low print run then generate interest in a comic that people weren't interested in enough to order? Mm-hmm. I mean, at this low of a level... I, I've never really figured that out uh, because, you know, we'll we'll see an image book launch, you know, at three or four thousand, which is way more interest than that. But it won't have the scarcity. It won't have the, the secondary mark. I don't know. I don't know I, if I guess if there was a perfect formula, we'd make a lot more money.
0: When there'd be no need for us.
1: Yes. Archie's 700th issue, um, which I thought would be a bigger deal, uh, did 19,000.
0: Yeah, Bitter Root by Image Comics, 18,662. And Midwest from Image Comics,
1: 20,803.
0: That's pretty solid. Yeah, not bad at all.
1: Um, some of the Black Mask books uh, come into me is a good, pretty good book. Eighteen hundred copies. The second issue of Sex, Death, Revolution did sixteen hundred. Devil Within, second issue did fourteen hundred. Um, Black AF, Widows and Orphans, its fourth issue did twelve hundred, and uh, it's Kim and Kim, uh, its fourth issue did one thousand. Not not getting the double digits with the black math books, are we? Yeah. There's a uh, Annie Bonnie, the Blue Juice comic that uh, I don't know if you were into that one, but the one
0: before I was, but it, it, like the first, the it took like a year to get the third issue out, and it lost me.
1: Well, the book before that? Was that the Regulators or no? Is that
0: what uh, it's called? Something like that, yeah. Something like accelerators.
1: Accelerators, yeah. Um, which you were a little more in, you were enjoyed a lot more, and then Annie Bonnie came out. Um, it was both the Blue Juice guys, which you like those guys, yeah. And then
0: uh, Gavin Smith was at that uh that uh, comic book convention in Ohio that we were at, and he was real real nice to talk to. So I got him to sign and do some stuff with some books there too.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, it's eighth issue of Annie Bonnie, did six hundred and nineteen copies. Blah. Yeah, yeah, not 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 really strong enough, uh, probably for for them to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Which is a bummer. Uh, Looking and seeing how the Black Hammer books are doing. Well, Stranger Things is on its third issue, and it's still doing almost 28,000 copies, which is pretty strong. Um, Black Hammer's seventh issue is down to 10,500. It deserves a little better. It's a bummer. But it's also kind of diluting its brand with all these spinoffs. Quantum Age from the world of Black Hammer, its fourth issue is at 8,000 first issue of God of War that I believe was, um, if it wasn't a pick of the week, it was at least recommended as a, give it a look, and its first issue did about 8,000, which might have some uh, value for you. There you go. Uh, Uh. Olivia Olivia Twist's third issue is um, only 1,600.
0: Bubba Hotep and the Cosmic Bloodsuckers from IDW was twenty-two weeks late on its fourth issue.
1: Wow, yeah. not good. No, looks like some of the Jinx World titles, um, not not catching on. United States versus Murder Inc. Eight thousand copies for its third issue. Mm. I get in the DC stuff. When I get low in the DC stuff, I can't tell the, the difference between reorder and um, regular books, except it's impossibly small, so it has to be reorder. <laughs> Kirkman's got the, fir- the number one and number two best-selling image book, Ooh. with Oblivion Song at number nine. It's uh, it sold twenty three, almost twenty four thousand copies. But then it's just kind of a fall off after that. Everything's under twenty thousand after Spawn and Middle West.
0: Did your Hey Kids comics, did that end at four? No, it ends at five. Ends at five, okay. Yeah. Right now with issue four, there's only 3,300 copies.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. It was really fun the way it ended. I enjoyed it a lot. Don't know if I... Don't know if I ordered that last issue though I don't know if I I mean I don't know if I ordered any more than that first issue I have to check and physical copies Murder Falcon uh, is that that the uh, reprint or is that that's a reorder it can't be it's Interesting. Yeah, Marvel's just got a lot of comics that seem to be healthier. Mm-hmm. Those middle of the road comics that are all higher twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. A lot more of them. There's reorder activity on uh, Moon Knight two hundred at seventeen hundred and nineteen. Uh, uh, uh. I didn't check and see if that was a different cover. Missed the vote on that.
0: Um, I don't know. There was rags. I just passed it. Yeah, rags number two. Less copies than number one. 1255. 30% down. So, yeah, I think
1: they were the orders were probably both placed yeah. before that first issue came out, and then the feeding frenzy happened. That would be my guess. Yeah, so there wasn't a there wasn't a change. and I don't think they're FOC, so you can't. Yeah, you couldn't right. even make an FOC adjustment.
0: The boat was just missed on those ones. Yeah. What was that other book from Antarctic?
1: Um, uh, punchline.
0: That was the punch. Okay, punchline. That's right.
1: That's pretty much all I saw in here that was of interest to me. Is there anything else that uh, you wanted to take a gander at?
0: No, that's about it for me. All right.
1: Well, let's take a quick look at uh, free comic book day uh, announcement. Um, all 51 books have been announced, and I wanted to just kind of scooch down and see if there was anything that jumped out as... Um, Something that might be, you want to go out and get a couple of copies of this uh, from your local comic shop. Or you Perfect. just might want to grab one
0: and and read it. first thing that jumps out to me is the uh, Stranger Things and Black Hammer.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Just a really cool Stranger Things cover. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's just a really nice looking demigorgon cover on the Stranger Things one. So, uh, that one looks awesome.
1: Archie's given us Riverdale. I'm not interested in that. Nope. Uh, Buffy and Firefly combo might have some interest uh, to the to those folks. I agree with you on the, the Stranger Things and Black Hammer, though, and I'm interested in the DC's Top Secret thing, but not from a spec standpoint. I would assume
0: just seeing what they're doing essentially.
1: Yeah, you never know. It, there might be some spec specability in there. there you go. Um, there's a there's a uh, Turtles book. The Road to TMNT 100. And it is Kevin Eastman doing the writing.
0: Oh yeah, Deadly Class—they uh, just released ish, uh, episode number one. You can actually watch it for free on YouTube, and it looks amazing. I have to jump on it. I just—it just hit yesterday. And I haven't had time, so go look up Deadly Class's first episode on YouTube because it looks really freaking good. Or if you have Sci-Fi Channel, it's on that.
1: Oh, it is on the Sci-Fi Channel as well. Yep. Yep. Just the first issue, or did they release them all?
0: First episode, yep, just the first.
1: Okay. Did I say issue?
0: I, say I, issue. I do the same thing. No worries there.
1: Uh, then we have a uh, an Avengers free comic book day from Marvel. Uh, might be interested Interesting. Uh Doctor Who, not interested in that. About the 13th Doctor, but your mileage may vary. There you go. Uh, we've got Tokyo Pop doing... Uh, something Disney's new fortune. I'm not interested in that. Valiant's That's bloodshot
0: descendants by Disney. I think they've done some straight to Disney channel, uh, DVD or essentially yeah. episodes of these. Um, it's kind of a neat premise on that. So my kid will probably like that. So I'll snag that up. Yeah.
1: Passing on the bloodshot. Um, Tim Seeley. Yeah. Uh, he's n- not been great lately. All right. Uh, Interceptor from Vault. This has, this is written by Donnie Cates. Yeah. Vault comics. So this is one that I'm really interested in. Also, Daniel Warren Johnson's doing some art. We've got Dylan Burnett and in the interiors. Um, uh, this one is one I'm going to get multiple copies of.
0: Yes. Stocko on that
1: beast. Uh, we have a Pokemon book from
0: Viz. From Viz. So it's, yes. you got to read it backwards.
1: Yeah. Uh, from Aftershock. We've got something called Animosity Tales. Uh, it's a Marguerite Bennett book with uh, a cover by Raphael de la Tour and art by the same guy, plus some help from a couple other people with com- complicated names. Um, but it's, it's from the world of animosity, so it's like a third spinoff for animosity. I don't feel like there's any spec value here.
0: Probably not, but it, look, it looks like it's a completely yep. different perspective. I don't see any blood. We, mm-hmm. we might be a little more cutesy. It says it's kind of a dark comedy. Um, yeah. It might be. It's intriguing. Uh,
1: from Ahoy Comics, we have Dragonfly and Dragonfly Man number one. Um, th- people are enjoying their launches for the most part. I'm hearing good things about those books. Uh, so this might be something. It's got a Jamal Igel cover. Might be something to uh, grab one for sure. Um, I think Grumble versus the Goon from Albatross Funny Books. Um, this, you know, the free comic book is going to have the largest print run of any Albatross Funny Book uh, ever released, probably because <laughs> they all have low print runs. Yeah. Um, so, but it is Eric Powell, um, and he he did the cover. It it's probably worth grabbing one. At least
0: one. Oh snap! Punchlines a free comic book.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, This one is uh, from Antarctic Press. It's a reprint of of Punchline Number One, uh, which is spiking in value. So this is a version of that of that Number One. So I would say this is something you go heavy on, right? You try to get multiples of these.
0: Yeah, if you get the chance.
1: Because you are not going to find. That first issue, because there's not yeah. not very many out there, but I do think that's going to dilute the market for those others as
0: well. Maybe yep, you might want to sell now.
1: Yeah, uh, we've got uh, Go Fish from Arcana. It's a very young looking book, not for me, but for good good for kids. Uh, Benitez Productions doing a Lady Mechanica. I don't tend to gravitate towards those. I don't like those as much. Got a Lumberjanes from Boom. Um, nothing there. Uh, Captain uh, Canuck is doing one from Chapter House. Not that interested. What about a Minecraft book?
0: Heck yeah, I was thinking that would be... That's 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 an untapped resource.
1: But it's combined with Incredibles 2. So does that...
0: Uh, for, you know, for the free book, it's combined with Incredibles 2, but if they're looking to start a Minecraft series... Um, I think that's a good entry into some kids. Granted, there's Minecraft on Netflix, there's Minecraft on every device ever created, but still, uh, they're able to do some neat things with storytelling in those Minecraft worlds.
1: And we haven't seen a Minecraft comic before, have we? Correct. So, yeah, it could be something there. Uh, Yet another (coughs) another DC top secret book, so... We'll see what's going to be happening and that could be something interesting. You should probably grab one. There you go. Uh drawn in quarterly, doing a little Lulu. Bob's burgers, which I don't I mean I've seen a couple episodes. It's kinda of funny. I get it, but uh You have I don't, to
0: get one of those for your daughter.
1: Well, I definitely will. It's from Dynamite, so grab I'll grab one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Christopher Preeth was Vampirella Zero, 50th anniversary.
1: Another one that I, I don't get, but <laughs> people seem to like. Yeah. Uh, Epicenter Comics is doing something called Zagor the Alien Saga. Um, I don't like the title, but Epicenter Comics is very small. I don't know much about them. I don't know much about Guido Nolito. Uh, or Galliana Ferry or Michelle Rubini, who are the creative team.
0: Just what do you know, Drew?
1: I know nothing about this except, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, just grab one, check it out, maybe. Um, my favorite thing is Monsters um, from Fantagraphics. This is an award-winning, uh, best-selling, award-winning graphic novel. Sorry. The, um, so this the is the
0: full title is Our Favorite Thing Is My Favorite Thing Is Monsters. Oh, <laughs> ah, okay.
1: This is this is an an excerpt, I guess, yeah. from volume 2 that's coming out. So if you haven't read volume 1, I don't know if this will work for you. But if you if you can't get enough of the that book, here's a little sneak peek at what's coming out. We yeah, Golden Apples doing Blastosaurus Annual. I don't know if that's for me. Graphic India is doing Cristiano Ronaldo's Striker Force.
0: There you go. Like Take the soccer your favorite guy. soccer star and plug him uh, in.
1: Alright. Uh, graphics is doing Wolfie Monster and the Big Bad Pizza Battle. Pass. Uh, Humanoids is doing H1 Ignition. And this is a Mark Wade written book with Kwanzaa Asaifo and Carlos Speed McNeil. All working on the writing with Philip Briones on art and a Yannick Paquette cover. Um, yes, please.
0: There's way too many people to be writing a you know a, a sample free issue.
1: It does seem like a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, and I don't know enough about. Oh, this is a new universe they're starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. You got it. Well, I mean, if this is for first appearances and things. You never know. Yeah, it's possible. Um, probably got to pick this up. IDW is doing a Star Wars adventure, Droid Hunters. Image is doing a Spawn reprint of number one.
0: That's cool. Right, you got to get that. Without, you get a free Matina cover? Yeah. That's a no-brainer. Uh,
1: Kadansha Comics is doing an all-ages manga sampler. Might be fun. Sure. Lion Forge is doing a sheet story uh, from uh, writer artist Brenna Thumler. A new original story takes place after the events of Sheets, which I didn't read, but it's uh, more all ages. There you go. Good for girls. I think it says it's um, girls. All the girls in seventh grade have their ears pierced. That's not my. I'm not that audience for that. (laughs) Uh, There's a free Comic Day Spider-Man book coming out from Marvel. Hey. Uh, Let's see. New England Comics is doing The Tick. Oni Press is doing Ghost Hog from writer-artist Joey Weiser. I always like the Oni books. Mm -hmm. Uh, Random House for young readers is doing Lucy and Andy Neanderthal Big and Bolder Art style looks pretty cool Writer-artist Jeffrey Brown uh, Red 5 Comics is doing uh, The Dark Age uh, Writer Don Hanfield and Scott Chitwood Art by Rod Thornton and Leonardo Rodriguez That one looks interesting does look interesting. Uh, Scout Comics is doing Midnight Sky, James written by James Pruitt, and art by Scott Van Domelen. Also looks pretty interesting. Source Point Press is sending out Hope Number One, written by Dirk Manning with art by Kaylin Smith. So I like the looks of it too. Um, explain okay what was the Starburns thing again Dan Harmon Dan Harmon okay he's not involved in this unless he's one of the various yeah it's
0: his company but he doesn't seem it's to be individually company. involved with any of the writings
1: his sensibility maybe his sense yeah. of humor yeah possibly
0: the, yeah, he wants to put his clout behind
1: well yeah well it, it there's a free comic book day of Starburns Presents yeah. and a Robotech from Titan
0: heck yeah I'm in
1: and a Street Fighter from Udon.
0: Ooh, Sakurai vs. Kareem.
1: And a Kino's Journey from Vertical Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, My Hero Academia, which is very popular anime.
0: Yeah, it's the big thing right now. It's the new One Punch Man at the moment.
1: Uh, Malika, Fire and Frost from Unique Studios.
0: That is some good looking art. Yeah. Shout out uh, to you, person, whose name I can't even attempt to say.
1: <laughs> comic Book Legal Defense Fund always puts out a Defend Comics uh, free comic book day. This one's written by Nathan Hale. There's an Overstreet for me because Kyle doesn't like Overstreet.
0: Overstreet's Guide to Collecting Comics, Drew. you got to start somewhere, so why not here?
1: Yeah, to teach me everything I need to know about organizing my comics.
0: There you go.
1: So, yeah, tons of Good stuff this year. It looks like a really good crop of books. Oh yeah. Um, so, basically, what you got to do for Free Comic Book Day is on May the first of the first Saturday in May, is go out to your local comic shop. Unless, unless you are a Cowabunga Comics subscriber, and then you can pick the comics that you want from Free Comic Book Day and they will send them to you you don't even have to go out you don't have to leave the house so in the show notes will be a link to get on uh, the foc mailing list and i think that gets you on the order form list too but if not um eric's email is on there and you can reach out to him as well it's uh and, and and ask him to get on the order form list so that you can can make sure that you're guaranteed some of these cool free comic book day books very cool. good. Good stuff. Good stuff. I want a lot of those, Kyle.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of nice stuff there.
1: I mean, I probably should venture out to uh, a comic shop, too. That is the
0: deal, but it's a long drive.
1: <laughs>
0: and the closest one to us does not partake. Yeah.
1: There's some bad news, Kyle.
0: What's that, sir? No FOC this week. No FOC. Not Apparently, that not... I picked the worst week in the history to take off because... Apparently, we had a double-sized FOC last week, and I blew it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what all the listeners and I have been saying. You, <laughs> You've been you corresponding. Really you and the, yeah, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what we've been talking about. All right. Um, but we do. It's not that we didn't get an FOC. There just wasn't an FOC this week. So. Yeah. Um, and like the sneak peek you will see in a second, It's it, the sneak peek is also paltry this week. <laughs> oh, no. So we better take a quick look at those. Um, We can probably talk about every single thing coming out.
0: Gotcha. True. let's start where we love to start, with the two items and image.
1: (laughs) Well, they're both good. Um, Die, 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 number six. Uh, I'm loving this series. This has really been fun. Uh, It's the showrunner whose name escapes me. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Scott Gimple and uh, Robert Kirkman. Uh, with Chris Burnham, beautiful Chris Burnham art. And it's a fun story, a little gory. Still not being so solicited? Fun. Still not being solicited. Um, I haven't looked at the order form that's due in a couple of days, so I probably need to take a look at that and see if it's in there, but I don't think it is. Um, got Maneaters. Number four is a Chelsea Kane book, Kate Nimzik on the art. Um, this cover is by Leah Metternich. It's been a fun coming-of-age story um, about. Uh, you well, know, I'll let you check into a that. A boy's guide to dangerous uh, cats. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's been fun though. I, I've liked it. I thought I thought it's been really well done. Yeah, and yeah. this is issue four, so I guess it hasn't. It's not that far into it. That's all I have from uh, Image because yeah. that's all they
0: Heart have. course, sir. Hellboy and BPRD 1956 Issue 2 of 5 Yeah, there you go Written by both Chris (laughs) Roberson And Chris Roberson
1: Now in IDW We have the second issue of GoBots With a a Retro cover And then then kind of a, a newer style Cover I kind of like the mm-hmm. cover B a little better, I guess. I, I probably should. I probably should be predisposed to liking the retro cover, but I'm not.
0: I actually hate both covers, but just, that's, just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> uh,
1: and then there's an IDW Marvel yeah. Avengers book. So, again, they don't want to do kids' comics, so they're letting IDW do it. Um n- no nah, I'm, I'm not the audience for this But I hope it does well go. It's a number one Um Any chance That there's an That this
0: is a A hit and There's always a spikes? chance But uh I'm, I doubt it Oh yeah I doubt it too DC They're all big books
1: Uh DC is just trades, so we got a Batman Beyond trade, a Green Arrow War of the Clans trade, and Nightwing Volume Seven trade, The Bleeding Edge, and a Superman Rebirth Deluxe Collector's Hardcover Book Three. So Marvel looks to be the one that's really doing, putting out the most, and it's four <laughs> books. Uh, so they're doing Fantastic Four Number Five. Which is also the six hundred fiftieth issue of Fantastic Four, plus it's got the uh, the masthead honoring Sp- uh, uh, Stan Lee. Yes. So there's no so those have been, those have looked really cool. I don't know if you've been to the comic shop or seen the the Stan Lee mm-hmm. tribute mastheads, but i I don't think I don't think the artists knew ahead of time they were, they were happening, so like they had designed their covers. With the way the Marvel covers yeah. would look normally, you know, so the negative space was where you know the Marvel is usually in the upper left and everything, and so some of them, some of them look look like they were it was made yeah, perfectly like for the last one. and then, yeah, and then some of them are like eh, it doesn't really fit right, but 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 they all look pretty nice, yeah, and so we got a. A Superior Spider-Man, number one. And they're saying it's a Spider-Geddon tie-in, but Spider-Geddon's over. It's
0: classic Marvel, Drew. Classic Marvel.
1: So I guess this is springing forth from what happened in Spider-Geddon. You can't really tie into a book, into an event that's over.
0: I don't think. Can you? In the wake of, yeah, who knows.
1: Yeah, I guess you can. And I wonder if it was supposed to come out before yeah. <laughs> before the series ended. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But I'm 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 interested in this. Uh, Christos Gage, who did the Spider Geddon series, is ri- doing the writing and I think he did a good job with Spider Geddon. Um, Mike Hawthorne, Wade Vaughn, Graw Badger, uh, doing Art Chores. With a cover by Travis Cherist So uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in this Uh, We've got a cool Action figure variant for Uncanny X-Men number 7 The Blob And uh, I have not been loving Uncanny Uh, So I I'm actually I think a fourth issue just came out And uh, I think I'm done
0: I'll check back later. Make sh- check back later. We and do see have rain still around.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, X Force number one uh, is launching. This is written by Ed Brisson, who I love from uh, Old Man Logan, and we've got art by Dylan Burnett. One on Ramirez and a cover by Pepe Le Raz. Um, I might check this out. I don't normally like X-Force I don't think but uh, I want to check this out and see uh, what Ed Briston's up to so that's kind of like the meat of this, yeah. this week what else we got we got anything from Dynamite just Mars
0: Attacks 3
1: yeah Mars Attacks 3 there you go a lot of covers they're all kind of cool and retro um, and then from Boom, we have Bone Parish number five. Uh, uh, there's an, an FOC crook incentive variant that you probably could have got a while ago uh, during mm-hmm. an FOC period.
0: Uh, the yeah. Covers are cool. all nice for this. And then the first very trade cool. to Bone Parish.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. No. Do we have to pick two. No.
1: <laughs> we each have to. Do we each have to pick yeah, one?
0: You know, feel free to go to your LCS uh, on December 26th, uh, but don't run.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe just stay home. Spend time with your family. It is Boxing Day, after all. You should be uh, putting all the, uh, taking everything off the tree and getting ready for your there New Year's you go. party. So, uh, yeah. You know, Spider Superior Spider-Man might be one that you want get, to sure. get out there and get. Um, maybe X-Force 1 as well um, other than that I think the stuff you know you don't really need to, to, to go out to the comic book shop <laughs> don't you, forget your you're friends good.
0: at the comic book shop but uh, as far as speculation wise take a week off we good
1: <laughs> we are good
0: <laughs> how'd
1: we get 55 yeah, we minutes out of this show
0: drug it out <laughs> <laughs> but we want to thank you for on. listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. <laughs> thank you for trying along with Drew and myself through the last week of 2018. A very, very thin and light week, but we appreciate you hanging in with us nonetheless. We will be back next week for our last time. We'll be talking and releasing a video in 2018, talking about the first week of January 2019 coming up. If you're able to find some gold in this here week and we missed it, uh, feel free to drop a line to us uh, on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, through our Gmail account. All this stuff can be found at ComicsFunProfit.com. We want to thank you once again. So for Drew and for myself,
1: Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.